Welcome to the Endurance Coachpreneur Podcast, hosted by me, Coach Michelle Lake. This is the show that helps endurance coaches bridge the gap from hobby to creating a dream, impact-filled, and profitable coaching business. We will discuss all things endurance business, including time management, marketing, mindset, growing your community of engaged athletes, all while increasing impact and profitability. Listen here to grow your athlete roster of ideal, perfect-for-you athletes while bringing home more income for you and your family. Endurance coaching is already your dream job. Let's make it a full-time reality. Welcome to episode two of the Endurance Coachpreneur. And today we're going to do something really fun, which is audit. Are you a coachpreneur or not? So first off, it's almost Christmas. I'm recording this now so that it will be ready in January for you all to listen. And it's a Sunday morning at 9.43, and I'm doing it at this time because I'm also a mom and a wife, and this is literally the only time I think I'm going to be away from my child in the next uh, 10, 11, 14 days. I'm not sure. So Jumping on right now, my family went skiing. It's raining, so they may not be gone long, but I hope to get this going uh, today and get this out of the way because I've been really wanting to talk about this. So first off, we should talk about what is an entrepreneur. And an entrepreneur is someone who starts or owns a business. So why am I even talking about what a coachpreneur is and what an entrepreneur is? It's really important that we make a distinction that to really grow your business, you're going to have to think like an entrepreneur. And an entrepreneur not only owns a business, but also is somebody who takes some risks. Okay. So when we go to work for someone, there's obviously risks always with working with someone. You know, you're, you could get fired, or you could not do your job well and, and get in trouble. Uh, But when you're an entrepreneur, all the risk is on you. So how much money you make each month is on you. If you hire people, now their employment is on you. It's a big deal. So I want to make some distinctions between thinking like a coachpreneur and exactly what a coachpreneur is, which in my mind is a coach that owns a business. So that's most of you that are listening. You own some level of business, an LLC, something. You may coach for someone else, but you still own your own LLC. And a hobbyist who is someone that is coaching to have fun. There's nothing wrong with either of them. And in fact, a lot of the parts of this podcast are going to work really well for both of you. And a lot of people are in the middle. They're not quite sure. I say, the way I explain it is one foot in the door and one foot out. You are a business and you're taking it seriously, but you're not quite all in as an entrepreneur or a coachpreneur yet. So I wanted to talk through this today to let you decide where you're at. But also be aware, be aware that there's a possibility that you can make this a full-time thing, but it may have to change your mindset. Because when we get to the audit, you're going to see that pretty much everything is mindset and how you think about things. It's not even how you coach, because how you coach should be the same, no matter if it's a hobby or not, you're still putting someone else's life in your hands. Okay. So it's still serious, but how we grow Require some level of acceptance that you are a coachpreneur as well. Okay. So let's start with number one. Are you thinking that coaching is a profession and its success is entirely dependent on me? 
hobbyist may think that coaching can't be a viable business. So first off, I'm a huge believer that it can be a viable business. I've seen so many of my friends do it over the years. I've seen so many coaches in my program uh, hitting their first six figures or getting really close to it or quitting their job. So this is a really, really important thing, right? You have to see it as a profession. If you see that it will never succeed, you will never succeed. A uh, good example in athletics, because you know I like I love talking athletics, is if you're a runner and you don't believe you will ever run faster than a certain time, you probably never will. So I am here to give you the belief that it can be a viable business. Can it be a million-dollar business? Sure. Is it likely? Maybe not. That's going to take a lot of circumstances and luck and marketing and being known. But can it be something that can replace most incomes in the world? I believe it can. Okay. So we need to believe it's a profession, but also that its success is entirely dependent on me. We had, we do not have victimitis here. We are not blaming everybody else. We're not blaming the fact that the, there's a lot of other coaches in your town and there's a lot of competition. If we start thinking that way, it's not going to happen. Okay. We got to be, we got to take that ownership and take the action to make it that profession and that the success is dependent on me. It has nothing to do whether it's impossible or not, because guess what? It is possible. Okay. So that's number one. Number two, marketing is, ne is a necessity as a business owner. So as an co endurance coachpreneur, you realize you're going to have to market to grow. So many coaches li live in the referral world where they just keep staying pretty this staying pretty flat because they're getting referrals, but they're also losing athletes. You're going to lose athletes. That's just part of the game. Okay. But you're not going to grow as much because they're not getting to know more people and they're not doing the marketing. So they get referrals, but it doesn't grow. Now the, the, the caveat to this is if you have a huge business already and you've been in it for 20 years, you can live almost off very little marketing and you're really good at what you do also. Because you're going to get so many referrals because you've worked with so many people. Like your pool of people is so much bigger. So I like to think of marketing as growing your snowball. So it's real snowy here. I skied yesterday. So it's a great time of year for this, uh, this analogy. But when you first start out, you don't know a lot of people and you haven't coached a lot of people. So you're a snowflake. And to get a snowflake rolling down the hill is a lot of work. It's going to take a lot of time and a lot of effort. Once you've been in it for 20 years, your snowball is huge because you've worked with tons of people, you know tons of people, your athletes know tons of people that are telling tons of people. So you're just a huge name, right? That's why how long you stay in this thing is typically one of the biggest um, examples of success. If you've been in it a long time, you're going to be successful. So now picture you're, you've got five athletes and you're working really hard to grow that snowball. At some point in a couple of years, maybe quicker if you're marketing and doing a good job at it. That snowball starts rolling down the hill so fast that you're turning inquiries away, okay? So the endurance coachpreneur is looking to grow that snowball and they're looking to do that marketing and it's a necessity. It is not something that's just for fun. It, and also the hobbyist, let me just, the distinction here is the hobbyist thinks that marketing means I'm not a good coach, which is something I did early in my coaching career. I was like, we're not gonna market because if we have to market, that means that our services aren't good, which is a block, and you're going to hear me talking a lot about blocks and blocks are things that we tell ourselves 
to make an excuse of not doing something hard. And marketing is putting yourself out there and it can be hard. So if we say marketing means I'm not a good coach, we are shooting ourselves in the foot and we don't want to do that. So instead, the endurance coachpreneur, as in number two, marketing is a necessity as a business owner. Okay. Number three. I'm ambitious and excited to grow impact and profitability while serving. It is okay to be ambitious. When you work as a lawyer or as any other kind of profession and or when you're training and racing, you're allowed to be ambitious. But some coaches and a lot of us, almost all of us have thought this way at some point, think that being ambitious is a bad thing. Again, it's a block. We're like, oh, if we're ambitious, that means we're not really serving our athletes. Nope. You are allowed to be ambitious. And endurance coachpreneurs are. And it's okay. And it's okay to grow impact. Obviously, that one's probably the easiest one for coaches to accept. Like growing impact is amazing. That means I'm helping people. And that's what we are all here for. If you're a coach and you're not in in it for helping people, you're in trouble. Because it's going to have to be the anchor of everything you do. But You want to be really excited to grow that impact while also profitability. I meet so many coaches that are creating great impact, but their business bottom line is ugly. They're giving tons of of time away for free. They're doing all the things, but not charging their worth. And they have no level of review of what they're actually doing to clean it up. They just take that it's a hard business and they're bringing money in, but their expenses are high and their time spent away from their house and one-on-one with athletes is so high that they're burning out. Because that's another important part. If you're not profitable, you're going you're gonna to burn out. You're going to be done here. You're going to be like, why am I doing all of this work to make no money? As much as you, we don't want to do it for the money, if you are not making enough money for it to make sense you are going to go away and not be coaching anymore. And if it's your dream job, that is really sad. So endurance coachpreneur, number three, can be ambitious, excited to grow impact and profitability all while serving their athletes. The hobbyist doesn't even think about ambition in coaching, is excited to grow impact. They probably are okay with that, but they struggle a little bit with the profitability because it sounds like it's taking away from their athletes. So they believe that growing takes away from their ability to serve their athletes. This is a hard one for some coaches because you're putting time into marketing now instead of just coaching your people. 99.9% of times, those coaches that are nervous about it are already providing so much value for so little money that the fact that they're worried about it, one, shows that they're not a narcissist, but two, also is just the equation's already super out of balance, okay? They're already so out of balance. And now we're worried that if we actually try to stay sustained in our business, that it's going to offend the people we're already coaching. We cannot have time to worry about that. The one way I, I like to think about it is if my coach, if my coaches and my athletes like working with me, they w- should want me to be ambitious so that I stay in business so they can keep working with me. I have coach friends that have gone back to nine to five jobs because they just couldn't get it, make it happen. Now all of their favorite athletes are left in the dark and can't work with them anymore. They have to work with somebody else, right? So if you can change your mindset, if you're a hobbyist and really wanting to move towards an endurance coachpreneur, that you being profitable keeps you in business and keeps those athletes that want your attention in your business and in the coaching then let's do that, okay? So that's that's really powerful. Number four, 
my time, experience and expertise are valuable and I charge for it. So I have definitely talked about this already on this on this episode, but so many coaches are undervaluing their services because what they do is fun. So the hobbyist says, I do this for fun. Therefore, I don't need to charge appropriately. Wow. That's this one doesn't just hurt us. It hurts the industry. So one of my coaches has a local coach that does coaching for free because it's fun and can't charge people for something that's fun. Do you know how much that coach is hurting the sport because it's basically undercutting all of the athletes locally that want to coach? Now the coaches there have to keep their prices low, so they're going to get out of business. It's really messy, right? And I don't think it's good for our sport and it's not good for our industry. An endurance coachpreneur is focused on make, rising up the industry, making it a better industry, a more professional one, one that plans are put in on time, which is, by the way, one of the biggest things or athletes leave coaches for, and provide proper feedback and do all those things. But if we do this for free, there's two problems. First off, you're going to get burned out of it quickly because you're not going to see the value. You're going to have to be pretty, pretty, pretty selfless to do something for free for a long time and not feel frustrated by that. Second, athletes pay attention when they pay. Have you ever signed up for a free thing and then like did it for a day or two and then quit? Versus if you ever signed up for something that was pricey and you made sure to get your value out of it. Uh, a good example of this is... Um, if skiing was free, I don't know how often we would go, but the fact that we pay money for a season pass, we make a decision every day that we're available to ski, should we ski or not? And we should probably put a good effort in so that we make our money's worth on it, right? Same thing with like a free challenge. If you've ever done one of those free challenges, which is like a hundred days of squats or something, I don't know. And after day three, you're like, there's nobody watching me. I'm not I didn't put any money into this. I quit, right? Versus if you have the accountability and you're paying money, you tend to get better results. So when we, ch we charge too low, our athletes get less results. You can fight me on this one. <laughs> Debate me. Send me, a, send me a message on Instagram, but I, don't, I, I'm, I feel really strongly about this. So when we do it for free, we still have to charge. And endurance coachpreneurs value their time, experience, and expertise and they charge for it again because they're considering considering themselves a prof a profession not this is not just a hobby okay so number 5 and the one that ties everything together is coaching is a profession and, I'm, and I am all in let's go back to that foot in one door foot out the door many coaches that i work with are all in they've got both feet in and they are crushing it and then i've had it i've had if you're listening to if you're one of my coaches, I've had two coaches this has happened to now where they joined my program. One foot was in the door, one foot was out the door. Um, and they, after a few months, after their initial commitment or maybe a little longer, took a break. They said, you know, it's just not working right now. Both of them have come back. Why did they come back? One, because I believe the program works, but two, they are ready now and both feet are fully in that door or out the door. You know, they're in the same place. I don't know exactly how that um, thing goes, but they are fully committed. They are. They know coaching is a profession and they are all in and they believe in the process. 
And I think that's so beautiful. Not everybody that is right is ready to be an endurance coach printer right now. Not everybody is. They're like, I'm still not sure how much I like this. I'm not sure. I really enjoy my day job. Um, I love it, but I just am not sure yet. And that is okay. But if you have both feet in the door and you are ready to go, let's go. Okay. That it's a profession and the results come when you make that distinction and that decision. Okay. Hobbyists are to keep their coaching a hobby and that's okay. Again, I've said that that's okay a thousand times because there's all different kinds of coaches. This podcast is primarily for those that are curious and or all in. They're not sure yet. They're moving that way and they want some motivation to get there, which is so possible. How many times have we met an athlete years ago and they don't decide to inquire until now? What's changed? Mm, They may have not been ready yet. They may have needed to get to know you longer. There's a lot of things. Not everybody makes a decision on the first thing, right? They They don't coach one athlete and suddenly decide this is their life's journey or life's dharma or whatever you want to call it, right? You, It's going to take some time. So this podcast is for you if you are curious or moving towards endurance coachpreneur. I think it's totally okay to be in the middle and not sure. So keep, keep, keep moving that way. If you are, if I asked you, one of my favorite questions is how uh, t- zero out of 10 to 10 out of 10, how ready are you to grow your business? The coaches that say 10 or 11, I had somebody answer 11 recently. Those are the people that I want to work with. And if you're an eight and you're like, I'm just not sure yet, but I'm, I really want to give it a try. I'd love to, I'd love to talk to you too. So my program, the dream to six is open when this is, when this recording is out there and it's perfect for coaches that have five athletes and or significant expertise and experience and are looking to make their business move it from dream business or from where it's at now, probably part-time. Some of them are full-time that join me, but, and they're trying to move it down that line from, I, I really love this. I want to make a dream business. I want to make six figures. I want to go full-time. We, we move it towards that direction. Okay. And it's a six month program. And I have both an application that you can find on my link tree and, or you can just send me a DM on Instagram. If you're interested in learning more, I have loved talking about this subject because I'm really passionate about that. My mission as an endurance coach, but also an endurance coach, um, business coach is that our profession, because I feel strongly about that is one that should be valued. And there is an opportunity for coaches to make this a real business. And there's a lot of conflicting information out there. Uh, One of my coaches was in a level two clinic for USAT, USA triathlon. And let's just say the messaging and some of the trainings they had to do was pretty opposite of that. And I've also heard that from Roadrunners of America, um, Coaching of America, RRCA, that it's kind of diminished. It's people are told you shouldn't try to make this a full-time thing. It is possible but you have to do the work. It's like anything, any kind of entrepreneur. Like if you start a restaurant, you can't just open a restaurant and expect people to come. It's going to take some work, right? So it's just its own version of entrepreneur. And I am here to not only raise up the industry, but also provide a place 
for people to learn, for coaches to learn and to have a community of support and blind spot avoidance and all of those things so that they can have that business that I I have. I have this business. It's amazing. And I want more coaches to have it and have a, a path for it. Okay. So thanks for listening. I can't wait to hear from you. So send me a DM on Instagram and let's chat and have a great week. Thanks for listening. If you love this episode or have any feedback, DM me at Coach Michelle Lake. That's Michelle with two L's on Instagram. Also take time to leave me a review if you enjoyed it. Until next time, coaches, let's get out there, grow who you know, take action, and keep changing the lives of our athletes.